This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for Dirt and Sprague. All of a sudden, I, one week, nobody had anything down there. It's a new world. I was born too, uh, too early. I've never been a fan of the Bush, to be honest. Really? With Andy Dirt Johnson. I'm going to need some pliers and uh, set a 30-weight ball bearing. What the hell you need ball bearings for? Oh, come on, guys. It's so simple. Maybe you need a refresher course. It's all ball bearings nowadays. And Brendan Sprague. Only problem is he's got a little bit of Mississippi leg hound in him. If the mood catches him right, he'll grab your leg and just go to town. <laughs> you don't want him around if you wear his short pants, if you know what I mean. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith, as there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos that will be a home run, and so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080. The Van, Sprague and Swag hanging out. We have a loaded second hour. Mark Shipper of FifthDownCFB.com will join us. A couple thoughts on our picks segment. One of our listeners said, Dirt would have picked the Chargers to win the Super Bowl for the uh, third straight year. And I think that's a very valid point. Yes, he would. Yes, he would have. I need to give Harbaugh a year to uh, reshape things. It, It might be a little bumpy at the start for him. Uh, give me at least two seasons under the belt. Next, uh, for for 2025, though, that that's go time. Let's uh, go. One of our other listeners, give Burrow his respect. He's 3-1 and one against Kansas City. No doubt. I mean, anybody's yeah, dethroned I just, him. You want to see him be able to be on the field for that AFC title game. That's my point. I uh, And I said that he, you know, the listener agrees that I know they need to keep him upright, and that's a big deal for him. Lamar's, you know, contract stuff last year was all about injuries, and do you pay this guy? Since Burrow got in the NFL, Lamar has played more games than Joe Burrow, and somehow Lamar is the injury-prone guy. Burrow is just this godsend of a quarterback with a perfect face who has the swagger of a million people. Yeah. But he can't stay healthy, and that's the problem with it. I think the biggest question mark... Also lost as, his OC, by the way. As to the, the power structure in the AFC North, especially because the AFC North is ridiculous, what do the Browns do at quarterback? It's Deshaun Watson. There you go. You think that's like a debatable thing? I think it is. If I'm, if they gave I'm in, him two hundred and thirty-four well, million dollars. That's the owner's problem. But if I'm in there now, I'm like, you're not doing Joe Flacco again. No, it's, I, it, that's what I'm saying. What do they end up doing? You know, the funny thing about Flacco, and I, I was happy for Joe Flacco. I generally was. He gave a great speech. He seemed to take all everything in stride. Yeah. I would have. I would, His numbers were kind of terrible. I would bring him back as my backup. Like if crap goes really? down again, yes. You just drafted DTR. Hey, uh, he's a rookie. He was a rookie. You're going to do 39 year old Joe Flacco because they were. I'd like, see if he'd be my my number three guy. Okay, I'd do that. 
I want I want my emergency that in my guy. Room. Yeah. yeah, I don't know where you could stash him, but uh, there, you know, you say the Browns. There's so many teams like the Browns for me that I'm like, are you gonna are you gonna figure it out? You can do it. Are you gonna figure it how out? How would though? you feel like? Yeah, like if you if you could figure that out, either figure out how to get Deshaun Watson. Like I, I don't I don't know if that's a lost cause. I just don't know. I don't know where it's. It certainly it, it to me it feels kind of that way. I've seen no evidence to feel otherwise. So what have you seen from Deshaun Watson that makes you go, oh, now this he's is got the it figured it out? Yeah. yeah, no, nothing. And I don't know where the team is with him. Well, I think he look. We'll see what a season is. So the, some like of this the dudes in the locker terribly. room, like if they're like, you're running this guy back. I don't think they care. I think locker room stuff is a little overrated, to be honest with you. I think we love to think it's a big deal, and then you go to a locker room, and you're like, oh, this guy's all about his business. This guy's all about his family. This guy's all about himself. This guy's all about... It's not as... I'm not saying locker room stuff isn't important at all. I just think some of that is like, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm more interested in how this is going to age for us when we're talking out loud, because I don't know... What I have to point to for that guy, yeah, for them to feel good. If you examine the playoff teams, who are the three that are bumped out and are getting like the the teams that are getting bumped in? It, it is is the are the Lions going to take a step back? I don't think that they I don't will. think they are. And obviously, health is going to be a, the biggest of factors in all of this. But if most of these teams stay relatively healthy, especially at quarterback, yeah. I mean, I could see Cleveland getting bumped out. You could see the Chargers getting in to the last spot. I think that's. I, I'm not saying it's impossible, given the Chargers were up massive against Jacksonville two years ago. But there well, is a bit of the Charger thing. It's like I know Harbaugh's Harbaugh. Can I can I see it? Can I just see it first? Oh, I understand. I don't know if I'm ready to go there with them. Their defense, eh, their targets mm, can't stay healthy. Like they, they've got some big questions of their own. And Harbaugh, again, he has done nothing but win his entire life. But I don't know where I'm at on the Chargers yet. I need a summer. Give me a summer on the Chargers. <laughs> but that's probably what every Charger fan has been saying to themselves for years. Give me the summer. I'll get back to you Not on that for one. A decade. I'm curious to see if the Lions can take that step. I think they can get back to an NFC title game. I think they got that kind of talent. Can they get over the hump with Goff? Eh, I think it depends where they play and who they play. Niners seemed like a bad matchup, and then the, they came out and swung hard and were up big on the Niners before blowing that lead. They probably should have been in the Super Bowl. And they played the Kansas City Chiefs pretty tough in the regular season. Obviously, Super Bowl playoff stuff's going to feel a lot different, but. Yeah, I, I mean, this is why the sport's year-round. Yep. It's like we're thinking about this, and oh, by the, the way. combine at the end of the month, the then draft free agency, then the draft. This is draft season, baby. Yeah, in Everybody's Detroit. reading the mocks. It's in Detroit this year. Like, I'm all in. I'm following this more. It helps that we have a lot of Pac-12 local people that are, like, pretty good players in this draft. Um, but I'm all in. I'm just it's, – it's become year-round. College football, NFL, year-round sport now. You, you want to do a segment tomorrow, and I think it's a good idea. What's in your life now? Yep. If football is not on your TV, some of you sickos are into spring football. Some of you guys get yeah, real Yeah, the kinky. new UFL and oh, the rock and all that stuff. You guys are you're putting on the black leather mask, and you're saying, please spank <laughs> me again. Like, you guys are some sickos watching that stuff. I'm not in that camp. I'd rather but do you can see that's the thing. You can take in all the off season NFL stuff, you know, in the morning or whatever. You can go read or listen to podcasts or whatever, however you like to absorb that information. Yeah. But then when you want to watch a sporting, you want to watch a game, you want to 
what are you what are you dialing up? I think a lot of people would say baseball, and I, I don't know how many people would say ba- 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 basketball? Question mark. Yeah, I wonder where everybody's heads are around this market because normally, you well, would, the, this team sucks. But I, I would argue well, the league. You don't really have college teams to get fired up about for March Madness. Uh you do if you're an Oregon State women's fan. Everything else, that's true. Pretty crappy. And the the regional is in Portland at Moda Center. Yeah, and we'll we'll fill that one up. That's fun to go to. Uh, I don't know what people would say. I can't wait to yeah. get to that tomorrow. Like, what what is the thing that's going to take? Is it golf? I yeah. don't know. Tigger's I, playing on Thursday. Yeah, okay. But they got their own set of nonsense yeah. going on, and you're not now having tournaments other than the four majors that you're guaranteed to have all the best golfers in the world at the same venue at the same time. Did you see the report? Andy Reid said that he texted Antonio Pierce, thank you. Did you see this? No. He texted Antonio Pierce in the post game. Uh, they got finally got to the locker room. They're celebrating. Oh, for kicking their ass on yes. Christmas Day. He he thanked him for two things. The first thing he thanked him for was waking his team up by kicking their ass at Kansas City. <laughs> he said thanks for that. We really needed it. And the second thing was, thank you for your facilities. They're outstanding facilities. <laughs> I just want to know if you're Antonio Pierce and you get this text from Andy Reid. It's Andy Reid. But are you wanting to respond to that? Or are you kind of like, what the hell? No, I think if it's Andy Reid, uh, yeah. You're doing it? Yeah. You're saying thank you? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'm and there. we look forward to kicking your ass the next time we play you. See, that would, okay, maybe if you responded with something like that, like, yeah, can't wait to kick your championship ass next year, too. Yeah. Maybe that would do it. You know Mahomes has never lost in that building? Yeah. That pisses me off. Like, that guy... Well, that and Shanahan's never beat the Chiefs. <laughs> so funny, isn't it? Just, just giving ruin, you the facts. Way to ruin the vibe. What are you doing over there? Why don't you jump ship from your current team, find a new team? <laughs> you jerk. Joe tried to get into goat talk last night. Joe Fish. With who? Mahomes? The internet, the world, oh. you know, because a couple national people do that goat crap and... I don't, I just, that stuff just just so beyond me at this point. I don't, you know what's funny about it is like, I talk, we, I, when I talk about players and athletes, like I'll talk about Mahomes, like my cousin came over and he's not a big football guy at all, but I'm like, man, he might be the greatest I've ever seen do. And he's like, really? And I'm like, I mean, yeah, he's as smart as any quarterback I've seen. He could throw at angles. His arm is stronger than everybody's. He's accurate. I mean... What can't he do? I don't need to rank him. We don't need to do that. But it's more that. It's just admiring the greatness. Whereas, like, the media would have you believe the entire country's debating who's the greatest of all time, and it's just not real. No. But I was interested that Joe did the ring count thing. That's his That's his goat measurement. And then somebody was like, well, what about Bill Russell? He's got 11. So is he the goat over Jordan? Of course not. I always love that that's like, no, 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 no. Ring count doesn't matter now. I, I don't know. The GOAT stuff is uh, it's ridiculous. I think he's definitely, in the, if you want to have that debate, you can have that debate if you want, and I think you make great arguments for everybody. But he predicted, basically, Christmas was the most miserable. I read a, a piece by Greg Bishop. Greg Bishop, he's a longtime writer for SI, and I know SI has this thing out about basically not existing anymore. They're still putting out work. And Greg Bishop's been writing for him for a while. He, was, he wrote some really good pieces, and one of them was on the Chiefs' season, and how that Christmas Day game was it for them. It, it was everything they needed, and it morphed them into what they became. 
to win another championship and go back to back for the first time since what oh three oh four. And it's a funny blur. Mahomes basically said he went home. It was Christmas Day. It was, I believe, the morning game. And he said it was the weirdest Christmas. He got home. He's got little kids, like little, little kids. And he was like, all his two kids were super stoked. Everything was wrapped. He wanted to try to cheer himself up. And then he realized that as he got home, he was kind of miserable dad. He lost. He looked like crap. The team looked like crap. He had fumbled. He had thrown a pick six, like... This is the low point of the Chiefs' entire season, and he didn't get to appreciate Christmas. And so because of this, he, one, hoped his kids would never remember this Christmas because they'll remember it as the miserable dad Christmas. But two, it was also such a kick in the ass that he told his friends and his teammates, we're winning the Super Bowl. He called the shot. He Babe Ruth it. He said, we're going to win the Super Bowl. That pissed him off so much that he called his own shot, and the Chiefs went on to win the Super Bowl because of the Raiders and what they did to Patrick Mahomes on Christmas Day. How about that? Not only a thank you from Andy Reid, but a Pat Mahomes saying out loud, the Raiders helped us win the Super Bowl. It's the closest the Raiders have been since 2 How about that? The Raiders have got to feel great today. Kind of co-champs the Raiders. It's the only thing else they've won. They're not winning that division. They're not winning in their building when they face that team. But damn it, if they didn't help motivate them, Huh? Raiders, NFL team slash NFL motivator. What a job title the Raiders have. Uh, Hey, is Brock Purdy this all-time great? Well, according to one chief coach, he might be. Next on The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Mark Shipper's going to join us from FifthDownCFB.com. Why did Chip Kelly choose to be an OC at a Big Ten team over the head coach? of a Big Ten team based in Los Angeles. 
Mark Schipper will join us at 7.30. Mike Richmond, the homie, will jump on at 8.30. Mail sack at 8.15, so get those mail sack questions in. Any and all questions, of course, are welcome at the mail sack at uh, the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them for more information at VancouverFord.com. Uh, One of our listeners said, uh, enough freaking NFL football talk. There are so many more sports to talk about. I know they're not as popular, but I'm sick of NFL. And I think many more people are as well, from what I hear. Uh, who are they talking to? Did did they not see the release yesterday? The single most watched broadcast in television history? We about nailed the number on Friday. Yeah. I said it was going to be, I, I was just throwing out a number. But yeah, 124 million That people. was CBS's number. So they said worldwide at some point there were over 200 million viewers that tuned in at some point in that broadcast. I, I, I want to agree with something I did see on the internet. Very uncomfortable watching Germany do the Kansas City Chief chop. I just want to say, like, Germany doing hand and arm gestures, stay away. Um... But yes, worldwide sport. They even had an Australia like dock full of football fans. All see yep. football fans rooting for the Chiefs to the Niners, whoever the hell they're rooting for. I mean, and I said this in the response. I I get it. I do, but I also love football. So you know, I'm gonna talk about football. The NFL draft sands maybe like a game six or seven in the NBA Finals. And the Masters is probably going to get more viewers yeah. than anything else in sports. Yep. Seriously. In America. We had a listener say they yeah. watch EPL in the Liga right now. Three days worth. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. They're going to get more views for the NFL draft. That Thursday night, first round, prime time is going to be insane. Than any baseball game, yeah. any regular season NBA game, yep. and like 99% of the NBA playoff games. So the next four to five months... One of the highest events, if not second, is going to be the NFL draft. It's going to be basically a roll call. Yes. You're taking attendance. Yes. And look. For five hours. I understand the feeling of the listener. I do. I care about other sports. I don't know where I'm at on baseball. We'll talk about that tomorrow. I have a oh, reason for in. that. Uh, I, oh, 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 are you? Yeah. Shocking development. Guy gets best player to maybe ever exist. For a billion dollars. He's and, all in. And best free agent pitcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Japanese Babe Ruth. Yeah. Except better. Oh, and when Tyler Glasnow is your third most Okay, important. just shut up. <laughs> Nobody cares, all right? The Doyers and all their money. Um, I found it interesting watching the Super Bowl, and I know Debo went out eventually with a hammy. Yes. Kittle at the very end ran off the field with a shoulder and coincidentally one of their bigger plays called back because of a holding call from a fill-in tight end. Kittle just happened to be good on the very next play. Great timing there. And Brandon Ayuk had three catches. He was targeted, what, 11 times? I, I don't, look, I don't know, and some of that is the quarterback, but like also I, I don't think you have to do like a wholesale change here because those players are highly thought of, but for a group of players that couldn't wait to get back and talked an awful lot of noise. They did not have their best game in the Kittle was moment. non-existent. Debo didn't do anything of significance in my mind. And Ayuk was just, eh. And, like, I don't know what you do there if you're San Francisco because Ayuk is going to get a contract soon. You've signed Debo, and he can't stay healthy. He's got a little bit of an injury bug thing, too. And Kittle, I mean, he's a very physical tight end. That's Kelsey partially can stay healthy for as long as he can because he's a little more 
finesse. I'm not saying Kelsey doesn't get physical and doesn't take big hits. It's just a little more finesse in style, whereas Kittle's an Iowa tight end. He's run blocking and run down the field well, and, and that's bang more, into somebody. You, be, you better block if you play for Kyle Everybody blocks. Right. But my point is, I don't know how reliable, part of the reason I don't think they get back to the MC title games, I don't know how reliable those guys will be next year and what that's going to look like. They were very unreliable in the Super Bowl, and that was their second go-around at it. That was discouraging, I think, from the San Francisco side. If you're looking for encouraging, Spags talked about Brock Purdy, and he was very complimentary of him, said he was really good against the zone. He recognized coverages really well. Like, it surprised him how well he Yeah, Spags had to go into the bag of tricks at the end of the game to get some some stops when he needed Well, they're it. a man-heavy defense, and they switched into a zone because yeah. Purdy statistically had really struggled against the zone. Obviously, yeah. he blitzed a ton, and he had Chris Jones, which is a nice piece to have on the defensive line because it can mask any you know things you're lacking defensively. Kind of comped him to Drew Brees. And like if, you, if there's anything you're looking for from the Niner angle, it would be like, what's your takeaway? Well, Purdy played okay. He wasn't overwhelmed with the moment. He made no. some good throws. And one of the greatest defensive minds to exist, one of the more successful ones. He had to game plan to against Brock Purdy. He did, yeah. He changed things up defensively against Brock Purdy. I don't know where people are at. I'm not doing this like, is he... Is he a franchise guy or is he a... No, the question is, can you win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? Can he develop? Can he become that? If that's a comp for I came away from that game saying, yes, you you could win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy as your quarterback. Mm. Okay. I'm not saying you can't. It just... I'm curious where the growth's going to be. And then, again, the weapons around him, how that stuff's going to age, because, you know, he's going to eventually get a deal probably if he stays healthy. And what's around him? I don't think he's going to get this, you know, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, no, Lamar money. But I'd imagine he's he, they're going to keep him on this contract. But enough to get his own place would be nice. <laughs> Not have to have a roommate for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but Drew Brees, interesting comp from a, a, a Spags yeah. man. That's got to make Niners internally feel. He a little did better. okay in the NFL. <laughs> he wasn't awful. Yeah. What's the takeaway? He wasn't awful. What a thing to say after a Super Bowl. He was good. He wasn't awful. We'll see. Great great compliment from a guy like Spags to say Drew Brees, but I'm also going to I'm going to wait on that. Drew Brees was special and did some really special things in his career. Uh we have a lot to get to in the next hour and a half. We got the mail sack at 8:15. The homie Mike Richmond's going to hop on at uh, 8:30. Tickets as low as $2 tonight. He does a podcast every day on this team and I listen and I go, "What the hell are you going to talk about today?" And he finds things. That's what's interesting. Richmond finds things to talk about. I also want to ask his landscape of the Western Conference. We talked about the T-Wolves earlier. A nice little win yep. for, against the Clippers last night. we got four teams at the top all within a game or two of one yes, another. Yes, we do. They're all battling for first in home court and all that. So we'll talk with uh, we'll talk hoops with Mike Richmond at 8.30. Get the mail sack questions into the Vancouver Ford text line, the YouTube chat, or Twitter if you so choose. But coming up next... Chip Kelly decided to be a coordinator instead of head coach in the same conference. What the hell's happening here? Why did he do that? Mark Shipper, FitDownCFB.com, joins us next on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply listen to every mlb game live the deep left center field it is high it is far it is gone Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Well, let's catch up with our good friend Mark Shipper, 5th Down CFB.com. He's got a great newsletter, covers college football, and has for quite some time time hits on uh, Sirius XM ESPN radio and uh, tied into UCLA Chip Kelly deciding to leave the head coaching gig in a Big Ten Swag and I talked about this for a OC gig in the Big Ten you do not see this very often he was not pushed out he forced his way out he was interviewing everybody uh, with everybody and their mom just to not be the head coach so Mark Shipper joins us now Mark good morning thanks for hopping on with us what the hell happened here what is going on here yeah, what's going on, guys? I was a pleasure. Uh, Chip Kelly did indeed leave of his own volition, but he was uh, pressured to go or under pressure to go, probably internally within himself. His athletic director had moved to fire him in October of last year during UCLA's disastrous October when they got beat by maybe one of the worst Arizona State teams in school history. Got beat by Arizona and Chip's team was there was a uh, a physical scuffle in the locker room at halftime at the Arizona game and, and things were falling apart that move to fire him was thwarted by a major UCLA booster and the chancellor at the school but from that moment forward Chip knew he was pretty much fried at UCLA and if things went south in the Big Ten next year which they were likely to do he was going to be fired so from that point on he was he was trying to get his way out and uh, he tried just about every path there was for him in the United States before finally landing at Ohio State. I love that you say United States as if he was going to go like interview somewhere in South America or Europe just to get out of the situation. <laughs> hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to pull a lasso. I'm going to coach soccer at this point to get out of this. Okay, so they want to fire him in October. It was a bad season for UCLA. They had a good defense, but it wasn't the greatest of years. They had Dante Moore. He throws a bunch of picks. They shatter him. His confidence goes. He bolts for Eugene. The future doesn't look good with Chip. Why the hell did they keep him then? Like, was it just beating USC? It seemed, everybody, I think, Mark, thought he was going to get fired. Yeah. And then they randomly blow out USC, which I remember seeing that in Corvallis going, how the hell did that happen? 
and then they kept him. So, like, how, how did things go from October firing, talk out of it, to keeping Chip Kelly? Yeah, it was interesting with Chip Kelly and UCLA. Two, bo- two years before that in the Coliseum, they, they scored 66 on USC or whatever it was and, and blew them out again. So you, beating USC uh, saved Chip a couple of times. And that went over USC last year. You, you're kind of alluding to it. A lot of people talked about that as a big deal and, and what a huge win for UCLA. It was What it really did is it saved athletic director Martin Germain and, and Chancellor Gene Block and the school from the embarrassment of, of moving to fire him and then not fire him. It was, it was sort of a get out of jail card for, for chip and everybody involved. If you remember the week after that, UCLA got throttled at home by a bad Cal team and, and finished four and five in the pac 12. So it was the, the USC win was just like a mana from on high for the people in, in a tough situation. Um, the main reason he was not uh, fired at that time is he had a, the year prior, the athletic director had extended Chip's contract and all of his assistants, and he had an $8 million buyout. He essentially made it more expensive to fire Chip just seven months prior. And then the next season, that same athletic director moves to fire him. So the chance was looking at this and going, you extended this guy last year, and now the middle of the next season you're going to fire him? If he was this close to being fired, why did you extend him? So essentially it was mismanagement by the athletic director – and uh, the chance for being appalled that, that saved Chip along with that USC one. FifthDownCFB.com is where you can find our guest Mark Shipper. You can find him on Twitter as well. Great newsletter covering college football. Chip Kelly bolting UCLA. How, what do you think of Chip as an OC at Ohio State? I know Ryan Day was his quarterback once upon a time in New Hampshire, but what do you make of Chip just as an OC? I'd imagine, too, Mark, that the deal with, with whoever was going to hire him, well, NFL not so much, but in college, I'm not recruiting. That guy hates <laughs> recruiting. I'd imagine he's just going to shake a hand, say hi to a kid, and go back in the film room. What do you think of the hire for Ohio State? Yeah, it's interesting. I pulled up a, a tweet. I was just looking through some some old tweets to see what I'd said about Chip, and I said, if UCLA is serious, they need to move Chip to offensive coordinator and, fi- and hire a serious head coach. That was two years ago. So what do I think of Chip is OC? Uh, I think it's a great move. It's, it's the one thing the guy's gifted at, particularly in the running game. His, his passing game is, I would say, is not, is not nearly as advanced or potent as, as his running game. I would say he's going to have to make some tweaks there. But with the right players, Chip can still dial up an offense. And the big um, – of going to Ohio State for him is is he does not have to recruit as you said he he the guy does not recruit it's the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen um UCLA's recruiting classes if you look at in the 21st century the 21st century has not been UCLA's best era of football by a long shot um their recruiting class average is 17th nationally so uh, UCLA can get players Chip's final recruiting class was 86th in the country I mean, the, the, it's, un, it's unreal how he doesn't recruit. Wow. Now, you go to Ohio State, that's a recruiting juggernaut, a machine. Those guys will go anywhere in the country and pull the best player out of a state, and they got the staff to do it. So I think Chip's going to walk out onto the practice field and game field at Ohio State and go, oh, my God, look at these guys who are going to be running my offense. This is absolute perfection for me. So I think Ohio State – made what looks like a great move for the uh, offensive coordinator position. Did UCLA make the right hire at coach? We were talking about how who's going to take the coaching gig, and then I think 15 minutes later they tweeted Deshaun <laughs> Foster, who had just left to the Raiders even though he was on the staff. He's come back to his alma mater. 
I know they did the traditional college thing where the coach that's kept that the players like, they celebrate in the auditorium. It's a great video to see. I'm happy for the kids, but that doesn't mean it's good. Do you think they made the right hire? Like, What do you make of UCLA in the way they're operating just the football department? Yeah, I, I would say hiring a coach because the currently rostered players like him purely for that reason would be a bad plan. Um, I use the example of Miami. Miami had a couple of coaching turnovers during its glory years in which players wanted certain guys who were on staff, and the university wisely said no. Um, when Howard Schnellenberger left, the players wanted a guy. Miami brought in Jimmy Johnson. They won the national title. When Jimmy Johnson left, the players wanted a certain guy. The university said no. They brought in Dennis Erickson. They won two more national titles. Um, when Butch Davis left, the players wanted Larry Coker. They hired Larry Coker. Now, Coker won a title, but it was with Butch uh, Jones's team, or Butch Davis's team, pardon me. And, and then the, the program fell apart under Larry Coker. So mm-hmm. did UCLA make the right hire? I, UCLA was constrained in this moment. The timing's super awkward. We're just a few weeks before spring football practice is going to begin. Um, Chip Kelly's assistants, like I, I, I I said earlier, were extended along with Chip. So UCLA has some assistants who are on staff for a couple years that the school doesn't want to buy out. So whoever was going to come in to coach was going to be saddled with the staff. And as you guys know, most, most coaches want to bring in their own guys. They want to bring in their offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, position guys, and, and they weren't going to be able to do that at UCLA. So Deshaun Foster knows these guys. He's been on staff with these guys, and he can work with these guys. So – if Deshaun works out, great for UCLA, um, but UCLA may be looking to make the decisive move in a couple years, and they'll have a new chancellor at the school and, uh, and maybe a new AD to do it. So that, that's what I'd say about UCLA right now. Mark, I'll get you out of here with this. Who do you think wins the Big Ten next year, the old B1G? Do you got Ohio State, Oregon, or do you got a team out there? Is it Michigan going to come back and, and you know represent its crown? I, there's a lot of question marks with certain programs and the new realigned B1G, who's your pick to win the conference next year? Yeah, the B1G League. Um, you know, what's really fascinating to me is, is Oregon is going into that league with one of the best rosters in the country. and So obviously one of the best in the Big Ten. And then uh, Ohio State's going to be right there with them and, and chip at OC. I think Michigan's replacing too much of that staff and, and too many of the guys to defend their title for a fourth straight time. So I think Michigan probably drops back a little bit. Um yeah, Ohio State, uh, Oregon at the top is actually – it's one I just got a little bit of a feeling about. I'm interested to see Iowa with their new offensive coordinator and see if they can score some points. The defense is obviously uh, elite Mark, almost every Mark, year. So. Mark, 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 you're not wrong yeah, on the sir. defense. That offense is never going to be good. That guy wants to punt the football. What <laughs> offense is he ever going to bring in <laughs> that's going to be good? That guy doesn't want offense. He wants to punt and play defense. Well, we'll see. We'll see. It's uh, it's been a formula that's worked for him a bit. You know, they had to, Iowa had better offenses earlier in, in Kirk Ferentz's tenure. They, you know, they scored twenty eight, thirty one, thirty four a game, and uh, you know, won a couple of Big Ten titles. But we'll see. It certainly had slipped to all time lows in the last few years, which was really like shockingly bad. So, so we'll see. Yeah, all time great sweatshirt created from that team this year. Just punts. That's we're just rooting for punts in the under, baby. Mark Shipper, fifth down CFB.com. Great newsletter in college football joining us for how this Chip Kelly UCLA divorce ended up happening. Chip Bolts as the head coach of UCLA to stay in the conference and coach the offense of a different team instead of being the head man 
which I think speaks to UCLA and Chip Kelly both for different reasons. Mark, thanks for hopping on with us this morning, man. We always appreciate the time and for the latest on Chip Kelly and UCLA. All right, guys. Appreciate you. Take care out there, all right? All right, there we go. Mark Shipper, fifthdowncfb.com. Just what a weird situation between UCLA and Chip Kelly to go from we want to fire this guy. He loses to not a not so good Arizona State team. To oh, big booster and president. We just extended him. We're not going to fire him. Um, and so they just stuck it out. He beats USC at the end of the year, and they kind of double down on their stupidity. And Chip doesn't like the situation. Clearly, doesn't have a great situation with the athletic director. And so he's going to bolt to a program he doesn't need to recruit. He just coaches offense because they've got skill guys all over the place. Uh, a really wild story in college football in general. So good stuff there from Mark Shipper of FitDownCFB.com. Uh, coming up next, one for swag. Next on The Fan. It's crunch time. Let's go! Where Dirt and Sprague crunch the hot topics you want to hear. What's the pressure? Don't sit here and act like there's no... We get nervous teeing off in front of a gallery on the 10th hole at Eastmoreland. Crunch time. Brought to you by Crunch Fitness. With memberships as low as $9.99 per month. Find your crunch time in Portland, Vancouver, and online at crunch.com. All right, good stuff from Mark Shipper on Chip Kelly's departure from the Bruins. Uh, we have a lot to get into. The mail sack at 8.15, so get the mail sack questions in. If you're just tuning in, any and all questions are always welcome at the mail sack. Uh, Mike Richmond at 8.30. I got something for you, Swag. I wanted to do this in the 6 a.m. hour, and we got sidetracked. That's okay. Far away. I would like... You have the honor. I have an opinion, but I'd like your thoughts mm. as this weekend I watched more videos of people drunkenly slipping around mud and rolling down hills shirtless and slob, you know, big slobs and golfers <laughs> cursing out fans. The waste management for a long time, we've we've largely applauded what the waste management is as a tournament. Yes, as the anti as the anti the anti tournament. Golf, it's it's its own yes. unique thing. It's kind of a writer cuppy kind of vibe. Yes. It seems to have gone a, a it step further. The shark. They had there were a whole bunch of um, you know circumstances surrounding this. So they had the weather issues the first couple of days. They've had un, you know them and in, in Southern California have had ridiculous amounts of rain that they have not seen in forever. Well, they need it. I mean. uh, yeah, I don't know if it's well. I don't know if they're able to retain any of it or if it's just uh, you know all washing away as it comes down, but. Uh, and it all came to a head Saturday. They actually had to shut off no more general admissions coming in. They shut off alcohol sales. Uh, there were portions of the course uh, that were normally available for spectators to congregate at uh, that were that they were avoiding because it was all muddy and they were sliding around. So they were more on the pathways that, and so there was congestion. So there. They're reviewing the whole thing. Uh, when, when it's dry there, when it's dry, yeah. they have hills that, like, it's so padded down the grass that it's, yeah. like, kind of a slide. Yeah. I, I follow, you know, I'm like everybody else that golfs, you know, somewhat to a lot, whatever. I follow a couple golf accounts, and one of the more famous ones on, on Instagram is Zyre Golf. And I follow that account, and, man, I, I'm i not policing anybody. You want to do what you do, then fine. But, like, as somebody, just my my viewpoint on it, I, I kind of was left a little uncomfortable this week in the amount of videos of people drunkenly falling face first into mud, 
getting up, stumbling their asses out of the video screen, yeah. and people around, oh, 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 bro, and then, like, shirtless guy who's clearly blackout drunk, rolling down the mud hill, and, you know, I golfers can be a little uppity from here to there, but, like, most mostly they've they've accepted what this tournament is. Yeah. It seemed like it jumped the shark this it week. It did jump the shark. Uh there's already big plans. So the Thunderbirds is the charity volunteer organization that that organizes things how it goes. All the volunteers are from that organization. They've raised millions and millions of dollars. They've won PGA tournament of the year five out of the last seven years. So yeah. Um but I, things I, got away from them this year. They, I have every confidence that they will dial it in and find a way to keep it from getting out of control and still allow the same sort of environment. Because the biggest risk right now on the tour for sponsors is, uh, you know, they're asked, being asked to shell out all this money now, upping it. But keeping players, and if players don't want to go to that tournament anymore and you don't have a field that amounts to much of anything, then there's no point in the investment. The 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 tournament's always largely been about kind of boozy loudness. But Yeah, I, and I, you have it on one hole. I think before it was kind of no, congregated yeah. on one hole. Yeah, now it's the and whole. And now it's the whole thing. Yes. And so it's... There were people... I, I, it's kind of like, to me... I just I I don't view it in a positive. I mean, I grew up around some alcoholic people, so like for yeah. me, when I see drunkenness, sometimes I do think it's funny. Yeah, but it's like, getting a little towards no, you know no, spring was, break in Fort Lauderdale. This was gross. I saw grown ass men sitting on chairs, pissing themselves, just staring off because they're not even there consciously. Yeah. I saw a guy sleeping and had to be waken up by four or five cops, and like to even be awakened, he was sitting in the grandstands. I saw a lot of like that kind of content, and I think that's just gross and disgusting. It's not something yeah. like I think there's a line here, and the line clearly was crossed. If there was ever a year where the tournament and the crowd summed up looked like an outhouse, yeah, as a waste management, I know a garbage company, but looked like an outhouse. It was this year's. It was just gross drunkenness. Yeah, and then you had you also had the issue of the first couple sloppy, of days. Excuse me. Yeah, uh, where you had play suspended, so there wasn't actual play going on, but the crowd was still there. What were the you know? So they just went and. So they're going to need some more alcohol monitors. They need to, their servers need to pay better. And it's always tough because somebody can go up and get, you know, four beers in line and take them back to whoever. So they need to to figure out how to keep that under control a little bit more. It, it was a tournament that I think two years ago we talked about it and like yeah. openly like, hey, could you imagine catching a Super Bowl and the tournament? How fun that yeah. would be. And now I'm like, I think I'm going to wait another year of my life to see. So how the it other goes thing is, year. will they get rid of general admission like one day tickets? Maybe they make you buy a whole week at this point, and that might deter some of it. Like if you got to shell out for the whole week to get a pass. Well, it's wild to watch those. I mean, those people are lined up at 4:30 a.m. Yeah. to go get the seats at 16. Yep. And, you know, all the good lines for the. I mean, it's just boozing from the minute you get in there. So like, it's not a policing thing. It's just more like, how can you? Well, got to manage it. Rain it yeah. in a little bit yeah. more because I think this year it crossed a line where I was like uncomfortable watching the coverage of it. Yeah, and then you see Billy Horschel telling guys to shut the f up. You see Zach Johnson get into it with some fans, and 
that's it. Once it starts interfering with and interrupting the play and the players start saying stuff, that's what will get their attention more than anything else. I just thought it was interesting this week with Super Bowl going on that that was in the the backdrop and how just kind of ugly it felt like it was this year versus some of the other yeah. years they've had it. There was a confluence of events that oh, absolutely. led to it that, absolutely. that were unusual for that tournament. Uh, we have a loaded final hour. I have an admission. Uh, I'm not proud, but I kind of am. I'll tell you what that is. We got the mail sack as well, and Mike Richmond's going to join us coming up uh, in the final hour at the bottom of the hour. That's Crunch Time brought to you by Crunch Fitness as low as $9.99 per month. Multiple locations. Find them at crunch.com. Loaded final hour, Dirt and Sprague on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.